you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Wednesday, December 27th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice, the familiar voice of today's special guest, a voice of reason, a voice of logic, a voice of unapologetic advice, and the kind of wisdom without which we wouldn't have a show today. He's a veteran of 10 years in the NFL, and in those 10 years, he had nights where he was the first overall pick. That must have been a cool night. He had nights where he was rushed on every snap and probably felt like he was sacked on every snap. Not the best that of was nights. Difficult. He also had nights, though, where lifting the Lombardi Trophy in Triumph was part of the deal. And now, David, it's come to this. David Carr, welcome back to the pod. Thank you. Good times. You really are a man with so much range in your career. You were up and down all over the shop. How are you so even keel? Is that just what (laughs) that kind of journey does? It compresses you? You don't get a chance to just live on the mountaintop and you don't spend too much time in the valley. So you just get a a sense of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I should think that right now you are required to have a pretty good deal of range as a brother uh your brother yeah, whose saints are still but barely clinging to playoff hopes they're 11th place in the nfc 13 percent chance to make the playoffs what's your message for little bro Derek these days well he's had a physically demanding year and brutal they, they in the last there. game yeah they did a graphic with all of the injuries that he has had this year yeah, it's been the i'm most, amazed that he's out there i mean he's had issues you know in the past like every quarterback does i mean you get banged up but like this was kind of like a it just piled on like he would rehab from a shoulder then an ankle then yeah. ribs then a back and so it just it's it's part of the game like it happens but this year has been more than any other year and they've been, they've been trying to find pieces and trying to put things together the rams are a good football team they played again tried yeah. to come back yeah for sure late, but yeah they'll, they'll they still got a chance still got a chance and Never is that done. is that you is that always the message you fight to the end you fight till you are mathematically Absolutely. done there is no chance that's what's great about about the nfl and especially the nfl that we find ourselves in now is i mean everybody is still alive essentially i mean we've been, we've sat here and talked about essentially three teams at the end of the year yeah and we know that everybody's kind of out of it well not really this year no not this year right at all time, two weeks ago fine. 30 of the 32 teams were mathematically alive and then in one week maybe it was three weeks ago and then in one or two weeks that number dropped to 22 we headed into week 16 
uh, with 22 oh, uh, teams still alive for playoff spots, which I'm is old really cool. I remember that I, like I was that. mathematically eliminated in week 12. I've been there. I've been on teams like that. And it's make, it makes for a long month and a half. Yeah. You know? And so for everyone to still be kind of in it, is, I think it's great. Well, the Saints play the Falcons and Bucks uh, in their final two games of the season, divisional opponents, so a lot to play for. They obviously need to win those. They also need a little bit of help. We'll talk about whatever happens, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and on today's show, eight for eight. Eight questions. The previous questions didn't count. Okay. Eight questions for our Four guest months. who wore number eight in his career. And yeah, maybe as an homage to Lamar Jackson, what we saw of him Brilliant. last night. In fact, let's go ahead and start with this. Lamar being chased out from behind, gets out to his left. Will he run now? He will. He'll run inside the 30, move inside 25, cuts back middle 20, all the way inside the 15, he's out of the 10-yard line. That is vintage Lamar Jackson. That run, that Lamar Jackson scamper, my favorite play on a night in Santa Clara, California, in which the AFC top seed made the NFC top seed Look pretty average. Yeah. So the Ravens will go to 12 and three. Drop the Niners to 11 and four. The Niners' six-game winning streak is over. The Niners had their second home loss. Both to AFC North teams. This division's for real. Final score: 33 to 19. Now we are going to get to Lamar Jackson and MVP talk and Super Bowl credentials in a moment. But let's start with this. Purdy to throw out of the gun. Fires in the end zone. It's intercepted. Kyle Hamilton picks it off. Brings it out to the eight-yard line. And Kyle Hamilton. Rocking the black high tops, circuit Johnny Unitas 1958 with the first huge play of the game. Brock Purdy, you watched closer than anyone, David, through two of the most unlucky picks I've seen all season, mm-hmm. and he also threw two of the worst four picks in all. Purdy wants to throw, pocket collapsing, his pass is intercepted, picked off, Patrick Queen at the 20-yard line, and the Ravens have their fourth forced turnover of the game. And now we've finally arrived at question number one. What is the secret to getting past a night like last night for a player like Brock Purdy? Yeah, that was that was tough because I've I've been in, in his shoes in those situations. I think every quarterback that has played past high school has has felt what he's feeling. You get in a situation where you have a couple turnovers early, and it's not necessarily something that you can say, "Oh, well, this is kind of what you did here." You get some batted balls, you have some some things that just don't go your way. But either way, and Drakeman alluded to it, which is brilliant. It doesn't matter how you got the four interceptions; you have them now, and so throwing the ball into coverage throwing it with an element of timing after that becomes really difficult because you start to see things that aren't there. You start to imagine that there's color or a defender in the area that you want. Because Brock has been great at like anticipating and layering the football to spots that aren't necessarily open windows yet, but he kind of throws guys open. He's been brilliant at that all year. And he kind of lost that superpower after he had the four turnovers because he's a human being after all. He's only in his second year as a quarterback and so he's still relatively young I mean we sometimes we look at him and we say oh we just expect him to play as he was as, a, as an MVP candidate or a guy that's been around for 10 or 12 years but it's, he's not like that he's a young guy that is still I mean as even the veteran guys we're vulnerable we are you know creatures of habit we fall into these ruts and he fell into one and he couldn't get out and I was actually happy Kyle put him on the bench and even when Sam Darnold went and scored left him there and he had he's got some issues with his stinger that he's going through but he's going to be fine it's just those things happen, and you got to kind of work through those. Fortunately for Brock, he's on a, a championship team, you know, so he can kind of work through those things, and he'll have a defense that'll bounce back. He'll have playmakers with him that'll be there the next week. So, it's not it's not a uh, a disaster. It's it's a bad night. Like I, I even like watched Kyle Shanahan mouth to someone he was talking to on the headset. He just had a bad day. That's li- it's literally what it was, and 
you know, but I don't want to take anything from the Ravens either because the Ravens. No, no, are of course, but uh, but that's but why yeah. I asked about Brock first because we're going to obviously get yeah. to the Ravens. What an impressive team and performance that is and that was. But you know the mental game of playing quarterback, and you know the mental game of being a quarterback in the NFL on a night when everything is going pear shaped and it and in a hurry. Yeah. And so you, feel you know like you, you can't see stop in our world he's yeah. shook, he's uh, he's seeing ghosts out there and these phrases are familiar to us and we use them and they're delivered rather casually mm-hmm. and yet you know those the conversations he was having in his own head as you're looking through the mask and seeing this kid going, I can't believe it's, it's going this badly. In, yeah, it's impossible to shake sometimes, um, especially on the, the stage that that game was. It was elevated uh, for all the right reasons, two great football teams playing each other. <clears throat> but it's almost impossible to shake that feeling of, just like Troy was alluding to, I remember there was a slant that he threw uh, behind Brandon Ayuk. It's about two feet behind him. And you just he just couldn't trust to throw it out in front of him. Yeah. Because in the back of his mind, deep probably, what if I throw a fifth interception? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's, it's just, it's almost impossible to shake that feeling. You know, you just got to kind of keep ripping it. Sometimes it's better to go to the sideline. I remember Gary Kubiak told me he pulled Steve Young in a situation like that. And he benched him and Steve wasn't happy. And I don't think Brock was happy with what happened. But Steve came back, had an MVP year, you know, when he's with San Francisco. So this stuff, you go through those things, you know, but you can come out on the other end and still play championship football. So translation, just know that this happens to the best of you mm-hmm. and keep ripping it. That's right. If you get a chance, which takes me to question number two, or at least the topic for question number two. David Carr, you watched closer than anybody. Brock Purdy threw two of the best passes I've seen all year last night in that game, which feels like a hot take on a night in which this player threw four picks. But that needle threader as he was rolling left to, I think it was Christian, it was a timing pattern, threw two on-rushing guys. Uh, That was a bold and brave play. In fact, uh, Matty B, let's play that here. Mm -hmm. Purdy trying to throw back, and he's able to find McCaffrey. That was something. There were a lot of bodies out to the left of Brock Purdy, and he and McCaffrey found a little hole in there (laughs) for that gain of six. And then there was this rainbow to George Kittle that, for my money, David Carr was the best pass I've seen in the NFL this season, and George Kittle didn't come up with it. it, He dropped it. Now Purdy floating it for Kittle. I was a little surprised Purdy was even trying to throw this one because Marcus Williams was in a great position, but yet he dropped it in there perfectly, and Kittle had a chance. He had his hands on it. Okay, but as you all saw, after the four picks and the constant pressure and a night of general misery, Purdy did finish 18 for 32, by the way, 255 yards. And yes, those four picks, Purdy was taken off after taking a hit. Right back to the line. Purdy is sacked again. And Purdy is slow to get up. Which finally brings me to question number two. David Carr, do you buy the injury? Or was this the NFL equivalent of pulling the goaltender in the NHL? Yeah, they pulled the goalie. Yeah, I mean, he, was, he, probably, did get, he probably did get a stinger, which I've, I've had those before. And it's something that you just you kind of your, your whole arm just kind of goes numb. And eventually the nerves calm down and you get, you get feeling back. And, and everything's normal, actually, after that. Um, but the chances of it happening again, because I think it happened last week also, it, it can it can come back. And so I think that he probably did suffer that, but that's not necessarily something that keeps you out of the game. I think if this game was closer and he was playing better, he wouldn't have hesitated. I mean, let's remember this is the same kid that came back in the game with a blown out elbow just to throw screens to Christian McCaffrey and appear like he was on the field capable of doing something. So I think Baltimore just played an excellent game. 
they created some havoc in the backfield. They played so physical, right? They were, I mean, they were banging guys around out there. It was a, it was a hotly contested football game, and Brock had some balls not bounce his way, and then it got him into this rut, and I think that Kyle was smart by taking him out because he understands that this isn't the end game. This is not the Super Bowl, although it was maybe a preview of the Super Bowl. It wasn't the Super Bowl. So get the kid out, right? Salvage some confidence. Go in the last couple weeks, play some good football, get back into the groove, and then learn from it. Because like this is, this is actually, it can be a blessing in disguise. It can be something that you can look back on and it's going to make you stronger. You know, I think that there's moments like that. I can look at my own career where I went through games like that, where I'm a better quarterback, a better person because I had to go through that. I think it's the same thing in life. So I think this is going to be a good thing for Brock. Fred Warner finally got to Lamar Jackson late in that game. Jackson, pass, knocked down at the line of scrimmage by Warner. And he celebrated like he had just saved the planet from, uh, <laughs> you know, an asteroid that was about to, you know, send us into another ice yeah. age. Which brings me to question number three. Do you buy it, David, or should we bag it? Oh, I absolutely buy it. You do? Oh, yeah, I love it. I really think that that, that for me was... Fred understanding that they had a bad night on the offensive side of the ball. And yeah, Lamar is really difficult to get down. So it's kind of in a jesting manner. Like, I finally got him. He made me look terrible on the run that you mentioned before halftime. Like, there, it's, he's, a difficult, he's a difficult puzzle to solve. And I think that was a lot of it. And he understands that they're good. That, that's what I loved about that moment is because he knows that that's not the end of their season. They're a good football team. They're a really good football team. He, he would not mind playing them again. He would love to go get another crack at them. Um, and I think that he, he might get it. But I think that, that was a cool moment because it just showed that they, have, they still have a lot of confidence. You know, a game like that can destroy some teams. You know, like, not to pick anyone out, but if the Cowboys had a game yes. like that. Yes, yes. No, I think would that's we be fair. Saying? I you think know, that's what would the fair. Cowboys be talking about at the press conference? But Fred Warner's blowing kisses. We'll be back. We'll get these guys again. I have no problem with that. Question number four. I'm seeing Lamar Jackson win games. That's what he does. He wins. And I love watching him play more than anyone else in the NFL at this moment, and it's not even close. But I am also, because I'm looking so closely at Lamar Jackson, seeing him miss spots on so many throws. He is not currently, or was not last night, a precision instrument on every throw. In fact, I stopped counting at 10, and I was still in the first half. Great protection, and over the middle, Flowers was wide open, but the throw was behind him. Will this subtle timing on this very expensive ignition be exposed before the season's end? It has in the past. I think that that's that's probably the fear, if you're a Ravens fan or in that building, that that's not his strength of his. You know, he is as a dynamic a player as we've ever seen in this league, Michael Vick comes to mind, Randall Cunningham back in when I was growing up, but that's, that's about it, you know? And every once in a while, Steve Young used to pull some stuff that felt so different than what we had seen before. It's incredible. Um, Like some of the movement in the pocket, eyes down the field. I love this offensive system for him. I think Todd Munkin's done a brilliant job. They have speed everywhere. They spread the field and that creates so much space for him. You even see like there's two plays that happen during the course of their offensive system. The initial play and then the play that they run when he breaks down the defense and he's able to move around. And they still are in sync on the back end. It's where he does a lot move. of that kind of drop his right shoulder, drop his right knee a little bit and sort of throw that modified yeah, sidearm. Even like Chase Young was coming off the left side um, and he was working to the right and he was almost about to escape out to the right, which would have been disastrous because Chase would have probably had a free shot and maybe a strip sack. 
and he instinctively knew he was back there somehow. Yes, and I paused this. I know left. exactly the play crazy. you're talking about, and I paused this, and I thought of you. Why? Because you were talking to us recently about the L's, those L's in Lamar's yeah. game that he stepped forward. Uh, it was almost a half He's step so forward. Good at it. And then he went sh- straight to the left, found yes. himself the time, and made the I play. Just, it was extraordinary. almost stood up off my couch if I wasn't so full of food. But I was like, this is <laughs> incredible. And, and so... That he, all that stuff. But that's all the good stuff. That's all we'll the good stuff. stick to the question, David. So Carr, I will. Will and this I'm, timing issue <laughs> on the ignition be exposed before the season's end? I think end? that it will. Because that's my only He's worry for him. He's going to have to answer it. Because if you, if you watch closely, look at the first two drives or so with what the, what the 49ers did on defense. And it's something that they don't really do. But they, put, they loaded the box, and they played press man coverage on his receivers on the outside, almost daring him to throw it. Yeah. And, and you said you stopped counting at 10. Yes, right? in the, and in the was, first half. So it was effective. And when I'm saying, and when I say missing spots, listener, this is a phrase that I pulled from Mike Yam and others when I pulled them this morning because I, I really wanted to get the language right. And it's guys running across, let's say, left to right, and he's throwing behind the wrong shoulder, throwing behind the wrong shoulder, leading a guy too much, yeah. missing a guy altogether, and you see Zay Flowers ends up on the ground too high, too left, too right, just not where it could be and should be yeah. in order to allow that player to get all those yards after a catch that we associate with a team like San Francisco. We see a team capable of getting so much more in a team like the Ravens, and yet a lot of times they're not getting those yards after catch because Lamar hasn't hit them in the right spot yeah. to allow them to keep their head up, eyes downfield, and and turn eight into 28, to turn five into 15. Yeah, there's very little of that, actually, when you watch them play. A lot of it is there, there's open space because of the space that Lamar has created it with his legs or in the run game or, or Todd does with space. You're just kind of putting those guys in space. But there's very little run after catch because of six inches in front of the numbers placement of the ball. Like, it doesn't happen a lot, yeah. but... I think that that's just what they are. You know, they're going to have to live in that world. They're going to have to live in the world of Lamar making dynamic plays, either inside the scheme of the play or post snap. But it's not going to be perfect. Like that's okay, the the so Ravens. I think can I is this a proper translation? Yes, it may get exposed before season's end, and the fact is, it may simply not matter. Uh, yeah, I don't think it, they may be I, good I enough to matter, metabolize but I think they that. They can metabolize it exactly. Okay, and, and which which stands to reason. Last night, a couple of uh, graphics flashed up on the screen as so many of us watched that game. Listener, I know you were right there with us watching this incredible matchup between the AFC top seed and the NFC top seed at the game at game's end. Lamar Jackson's record against the NFC is now twenty and one. Incredible. That's not a misprint. He's twenty and one against the NFC, which in some way, David, makes me think his toughest. His biggest issue, and I guess history tells this to be true. It's kind of a no-shit Sherlock comment. His biggest issue is going to be divisional round. It's going to be championship round. It's not going to be Super Bowl. Well, in theory, it's not going to be Super Bowl. He's also 15 touchdowns against zero picks on Monday Night Football. So a lot of people say the bright lights, he's not good under the bright lights. you damn right he is. Two touchdowns running in that span. He was 6 for 6 for 121 yards and two touchdowns as Baltimore put up 17 points in the first three drives of the second half the question is will it be a problem later david says it might be but it also may not matter we have reached halftime on this eight for eight eight questions for number eight david carr four down four to go after this nfl total access the podcast coming right back you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. With me today, the former number one overall pick, the Super Bowl champion, David Carr. Now, he wore number eight, so we're going eight for eight. Eight questions for number eight. Uh, We're halfway through. And the next question, well, it was inspired by this. Mason Rudolph did some really good things today. And if nothing else, showed a lot of teams around the NFL what he's capable of, especially in a big spot against a team that was hungry for a win themselves. Final score, 34-11. Steelers, big win against all form from what we've seen from them over the last couple of weeks. Question number five. Did I overhear you say earlier today that Mason Rudolph is the missing link? (laughs) Yes, I mean, partially in jest, but it was, when you look at it, like, what did they really need? They needed what Mason has always been good at. He's pushing the ball vertically down the field. 
that was an element of their game that you kind of look at the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiving core and you're like, why aren't they pushing it vertically? And then, you know, Mike Sullivan, who I know previously in the past, with Giants quarterback coach, and he likes to push the ball vertically. So I'm thinking, okay, Trubisky is more of an RPO guy, more of a run guy. So they insert Rudolph and, and Mason can throw the ball down the field if he can do anything. And so, you know, first play of the game is a slant, hits Pickens in the stride. He takes it to the house. Later on, they hit a couple shots down the field, and that kind of just gave space for the run game and for the elements to work. And then with the defense that they have, that's all they needed was some type of life, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. I think Mason provided it. So this team is not out of it by any stretch. They're eight and seven. They play the Seattle Seahawks. It's going to be a great game. And I think that Pittsburgh may have found something and may have found just enough to give them enough life to go in there and actually do something in the AFC because AFC is still wide open, man. I mean, we talk about Baltimore. Buffalo obviously is playing good, but they're, I mean, Miami. But why can't Pittsburgh be in it? Why can't they do something? Why can't they show up and play elite defense, right, against some of these teams and let Mason Rudolph and, and Warren and some of these guys make some pickings, make some highlight plays on the sideline? That's, that's what playoff football is. Great defense, good run game, and then a couple highlight plays, some big throws down the field. That's, that's plenty to get done. And, and Mason is, seems like a guy, when you, when you listen to him talk in the post game, you listen to, he's, he's a quarterback that's gone through some stuff now. Like he's got an edge to him. He, he's not a young guy anymore. He's not the picture of the guy without the face mask getting dragged off the field. Like he's, he's been through like war, you know, like some battles. Like he has some scars and you can see it when he talks and he's, he's humble and he's understanding the opportunity that he has. And he's taking full advantage of it. Why not Pittsburgh in the playoffs? Why not Mason Rudolph to lead this team to the playoffs? Why not indeed? That brings us to question number six. Why are you shouting? And it was inspired by this. Raiders can go to a knee. Chiefs are out of timeouts. A weird game. It has been frustration for the Chiefs in four different offensive possessions. The Chiefs had the ball for 21 minutes and got just seven points. We all watched it. Chiefs, Raiders, final score, Raiders 20, Chiefs 14. We did see Travis Kelsey. You alerted me to that, slamming his helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a nice thing for Santa to do. I think he arrived <laughs> with Taylor looking <laughs> yeah. like Santa and Mrs. Claus. Um, Cole in your stocking. He has had one drop. He had one drop, Travis Kelsey, in his first 12 games. He's had three mm-hmm. in the last two. So suddenly that number looks significant somehow. Yeah. We are seeing a very different Kansas City Chiefs team. A lot of people say that the change in leadership at the OC position, Eric Bieniemy, of course, now in Washington with the commanders, may have something to do with it. A lot of people have been talking about a wide receiver room that has been hard to trust all season. The drops I mentioned, not to pick on it, number 87, but to remind you this has been definitive for this Kansas City Chiefs team this year a high number of drops uh, a preponderance of drops compared to their success in previous seasons here's my question can I fashion one sure I can uh question number six uh what is the problem in Kansas City is it creativity which some people point to on offense or is it accountability which a lot of people have attributed to Eric Bieniemy? I believe that there's issues on on both fronts, but I think the creativity aspect of it it bleeds into the accountability. And and here's why I think that creativity wise, when you watch them play, this is the first time where I've watched Kansas City in a long time, where I've been underwhelmed by what I see on film from a creativity standpoint. 
you know, and, and we Pat, don't often say that. We, we haven't said that I, in a long time. I can't time. remember the last time I, I even thought that. Yeah, you know, when uh, I Trent them. Green was probably cool. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, yeah, or maybe Alex Smith. Maybe Alex Smith at some point here and there, it felt a yeah. little stale, right? But when I watch their concepts, I'm like, well, I know that one. I've seen this. That's pretty. It's pretty standard stuff. And I even said this like a couple weeks ago. There was a route with he ended up Pat ended up stepping up, making the throw to Kelsey. It was probably two or three weeks ago on third down. It's third and fifteen. Travis was the only guy working in the middle of the field. The other two receivers that were on the route were running down the sideline, and they had seven guys in coverage. And I'm like, well, what, what are we doing here? Like, what, are we just asking Pat to play hero ball? So you kind of keep watching, and, and, then, and then against the Raiders, it was like a culmination of it. It was just like jumped off the screen at you. It's like standard cookie-cutter stuff. So I, I think the creativity aspect with, with Eric, man, he, he must have brought a lot. You know, so credit to him. That's, that's awesome. But then, but then that kind of bleeds into – you know, the accountability aspect, because now Pat is going to default back to what we've talked about for years, where he just tries to make the hero play. He'll pass up guys that are, you know, open, maybe at the underneath level, five yards, kind of get the ball to your hand. Okay. And in a case like that, where Patrick is giving up sure yards, looking yeah. for hero plays, is Biennemi the guy who would have gotten either in his face exactly. or in his ear to say, hey, man, I know you're capable of this greatness, but we simply don't need it right now. Take the easy yards. Let's put a drive together. Get out of your own way. Exactly. Like so, so John Gruden would call Derek out. Tom Coughlin would call Eli out in the team room for plays like that. So somebody had Eric Bieniemy. I'm guessing was the guy that called Pat out. Right. And it's because second like, and seven feels a hell of a lot better than second and twelve, bro. Exactly. And and you have to say exactly right. what you said right in front of the team. If the, if those types of plays show up, and if you don't do that, then you're you're not. It's not that Pat's doing it maliciously. He's trying to make plays. So his his default is creative playmaker. You have to rein him in enough to get him to methodically move down the field, move the ball down the field, and then if you have to throw the cape on, throw it on and make your play. But but creativity it. before the snap. Don't rely on his creativity to get you, you almost, out of trouble yeah. after snap. Well, you can almost kind of see him doing it on every pass play. Like, Very interesting. It's exhausting for like for me, and I'm I'm sitting on the couch watching him. But like he has to be exhausted after the game because every play, it's like I have to just make this dynamic play and it's like it doesn't have to be that hard so the question was what's the problem in kc creativity or accountability and the answer yes question number seven seriously why are you shouting uh, i want to look at the lions cowboys game coming yeah, up on the one. schedule in week 17 this one feels particularly significant for so many reasons cowboys have a 15 game win streak at home the longest current streak wow. in the nfl we heard that stat right before we walked in here it strikes me as anathema to what we see, have seen, and feel about the Cowboys recently. They seem vulnerable. They seem unable against good teams. Certainly the kind of form that doesn't speak to a 15-game win streak at home. Mm -hmm. Question number seven is, what is the key to this game? What's the matchup to watch in this game, which may define whether or not the Cowboys can extend their win streak to 16? I think it's, it's pretty simple, on, at least on one side of the ball. I was sitting in New Orleans watching you know, the opening drive, the Lions against the Saints. And the Saints can be pretty stout against the run. They got a good front. They're, you know, some, some solid veteran guys in there, some heavy guys. And the Lions offensive line just, it was like a wave. And the backs weren't even getting touched until like four or five yards down the field. And I was like, well, that is, 
that when you see stuff like that as a as a guy that's watched the game for 20 years it's like that stands out yeah as a as a unique asset to a football is there a part of your spirit that thinks probably without you even recognizing <laughs> man what i could have done wow that. That, was, that looks amazing yeah. <laughs> that's fun and right. jared play action yeah. and now he's back there's God. 12 yards away from everybody right, right, right. so that's the key for me is because we watched buffalo so lions o-line well, so the answer yeah. to the question the key to this game the matchup to watch yeah. listener for lions and cowboys is the lions o-line considered number one or number two o-line in the nfl against a cowboys d-line mm -hmm. that certainly didn't look the part in, against the light. running game against the Bills, and light. now they face an even better O-line. That's right. That's exactly right. So you, then you look at like recent past of, of what the, the defense for the Cowboys has rolled out there, and it's a light box. It's, you know, skinny ankle guys playing middle linebacker. You know, so Dan Quinn's going to have to be creative. Right. Like he's going to have to go into his bag of tricks. He's, he's already done that. He even tried to do that in Buffalo. But they're going to have to be gap sound. But it's even more than that, man. Like you're going to have to put your big boy pads on because this thing is coming. Okay, line, what you just described, the way you described that wave, that kind of three, this four yards, surge, and then you consider that Jared Goff, for all of the criticism against him, and he did have that run where he was pretty wasteful, a lot of turnovers over the course mm -hmm. of three straight games. He's kind of sorted that out a little bit recently, but he knows, he has muscle memory of what it takes to get to a Super Bowl, That's right. an offensive line like that. Yeah. Um, those are two huge ingredients when you put together a recipe for a championship run. Yeah. Is it just possible that the Lions will prove in Week 17 that they're simply a better football team than the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, very, very, very likely. I think you know when you when you look at all the components that they have on the offensive side, great play caller, quarterback that's been there, intermediate level throws are great, play action stuff, good scheme off the run game, the run game is solid. Like all the all the components are there. You know, the only real question is is on the defensive side, secondary wise, right. can they hold up? You right. know, I think that's going to be the biggest right. issue. All right, I snuck in a second question there for question number seven, but let's get to question number eight. Uh, I heard you. I was totally eavesdropping on a conversation you had earlier, and you were talking about two matchups to watch in Week 17 that were not Lions and Cowboys related. Do you mind sharing what those are? Yeah, I think the the Bucks are a team that I mean have looked really good. I mean, you're sitting there. Well, as a Saints fan. And uh, someone that I, I wanted to Yeah, so I, he's talking about Saints and Bucks in Week 17. That's the first game Saints that we Bucks. kind of alluded to earlier that the Saints obviously have to win. That's right. Um, but what's the matchup in that game that you're looking at? Well, the, the Bucks because they, they come out and Baker Mayfield has played incredible football. And, you know, I'm watching them against Jacksonville. I'm thinking, oh, Jacksonville can they – they, they have a chance. Yeah. It wasn't close. Yeah. Right? Tampa Bay just got after them. And I love what they're doing offensively. And – Mike Evans has obviously found the fountain of youth. He's playing incredible football, but really it's Baker. His stat line is extraordinary. I've, I've told you this before or encouraged you to do this before, listener. Go check out Mike Evans' career stats. It, it, it does it's not make sense. All over it. It, it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense, sense that we don't talk about him more after you see those numbers. Sorry, Yeah, he's ahead, incredible. Derek. So I think that that's the challenge for the Saints is can you find a way to slow that down? Because they weren't able to do it the first time. It was, it was a lot of the same what we saw against yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah. You know, so if New Orleans is able to do that, I think offensively they'll be able to hang with them. So that's going to be a huge game. Okay, matchup number one to watch in Week 17, Saints defense versus Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans, the ageless, timeless Mike Evans, the second matchup to watch in Week 17. Thank you for this uh, uh, unsolicited viewer's guide. What you got? I, I, like, I like Pittsburgh, and I like Seattle. I think that's going to be a fun game. I think you got two eight and seven teams that are battling to try and find their way in. Yeah, they're spot. both kind of in the same place yeah, in different conferences, different right? Different conferences, right? But I think that, you know, with Pittsburgh is kind of something we talked about earlier. I think that Mason has found a little bit of something there offensively to push the ball down the field. Pickens is all of a sudden involved. 
Warren has been really nice. And then defensively, they're just one of the best defenses in the league that have just needed some life on the other side. It's like the Jets' defense. Okay, well, that's where your brain and that's where your heart went. So clearly you think the Steelers may have the edge on the road in a game again uh, in front of the I 12s? Do. Yeah, I do think so. Yeah, I think that Seattle's obviously played really good football, and they, they just came off a huge win. So I think that's going to be important. But I, I think that Pittsburgh has enough. Hard to replicate a backup quarterback coming in and throwing on – uh, rather <laughs> a, an unforeseen, no disrespect to Drew Locke, yeah. an unforeseen game winner, right, to JSN. Yep. Hard to duplicate it is that. Hard. That feels yeah. like a one-off, but yep. maybe the edge here does go to the Steelers. Stand up, Steelers Nation. We always said, we said weeks ago, you didn't like it when I said it, but we just want the best teams in the tournament, right. and the Steelers have an opportunity to prove that they are they one are. of the best teams. Good That's for right. you. Okay, I said eight for eight, but I lied because I do have a ninth question. Bonus question oh, number yeah. nine. Ooh, by the way, who's your favorite quarterback who ever uh, wore so number two nine? Two guys pop up. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Oh, yeah, right. Love Drew. Drew Brees. And Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon. He just, Didn't expect McMahon. The headband. The headband. The, headband the rock fun. star headband. My favorite number nine, Sonny Jurgensen. Of course, oh, that's a one. DC thing. But it, no, this is not. Question number nine is not about number nine. Okay. It's about number eight. Okay. It's about Lamar Jackson after what we saw last night. Is he the MVP? Yes. Yeah, Lamar's the MVP. And I think, you know, it's not because other guys haven't attempted to play as good a football as him. I just don't know that, you know, when I watched that game the other night, good versus good, basically, right? It's Niners, Ravens, top teams in the league. Who was the guy? I mean, Christian had some nice plays, but Lamar Jackson was the story because he broke down a great defense with his legs, with his passing ability. He's the most dynamic player in football. He is on a great offense that highlights his abilities. They have a great defense to complement. They're a winning football team. They're probably the best team in the league along with the 49ers. It was a great contest. He's the MVP of the league. Oh, okay. So that leads me to bonus question uh, number 10. Perfect. Did we see last night a preview of Super Bowl 58? You expect the Niners to shrug this off and find their way to Vegas to face this Ravens team? Yeah, I think that if I had to pick right now, I'd put those two teams back in the Super Bowl because they just – they just appear to have everything you need. What was beautiful about that, it was like it was two titans. You know, when you watch the Niners, they've yeah. bullied everybody. Yeah. And the Ravens were the first team that I have seen all year. To be like, yeah, we can push some fools around too, Push bro. them right back. It was great. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, the question was, is Lamar Jackson the MVP? The answer, yes. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 
With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I want to thank today's special guest, David Carr. David, thank you so much. Of that was course. eight for eight. I think in the end I actually asked 11 to 15 <laughs> questions, but who's counting? Uh, David, thanks for your time. You got bud. it, man. No problem. And I want to invite the listener to join us tomorrow when Michael Robinson will be in the hot seat, and he will answer the question, what in the actual hell is going on in the playoff picture? Yes, that's NFC and AFC. The answer to that question tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.